everyone, and welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris. We are glad to see each and every one of you here. If you're a guest or if you've been coming here for a while now, we're glad to see you no matter what. We have a few announcements we're going to make. Happy Father's Day, all you fathers. That's that's awesome. Um, happy Father's Day. It's a wonderful, wonderful day. Tonight was going to be Youth Sunday, but we have moved it to next weekend. Uh, Brother Stephen is not feeling well this morning, so make sure to keep him in prayers, but he is under the weather this morning. So we will be moving Youth Sunday to next Sunday night, which is going to be an awesome time. And then Ladies United Fellowship is tomorrow evening. And so that is going to be a really awesome event, ladies. Uh, That's awesome. Sister Kylie will be speaking at it. And so uh, I hear she's one of the best. That's completely unbiased. But but yeah, that's going to be a great time, ladies. And then Oasis, the 25th. It's going to be y'all's hangout night. I'm not sure what you're doing, but the sign-up sheet, if you're interested, is in the foyer. So make sure to get your names down on that. And then our mission pledge deadline is due on the 26th. And then our mother's memorial offering is due on July 1st. This this um, story in the Bible stuck out to me just recently because uh, I got a new phone case, and it has it on the back of this, actually. And it's the story of Joshua 10, where Joshua commands the sun to stand still in order for him to have time to be able to chase down the enemy of the Israelites. And God grants him the wish. He he commands the sun to stand still and the moon to still as well. And it goes on and it it later goes on, it says in 18, and Joshua said, roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave where the kings were hiding at at the time and set men by it to for to keep them and stay ye not but pursue after your enemies and smite behind most of them suffer them not to enter into their cities for the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand and it came to pass when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a great slaughter till they were consumed that the rest which remained of them entered into the fenced cities I love this story so much because in the, bit, in the beginning, we have the first king, and he hears of the stories of Joshua. And he hears of the victories at Jericho. And he hears of the victories at another great city, I think Gibeon. And he gets a little nervous. And so he goes and he tells these four other surrounding kingdoms about Joshua, just enhancing the legend that already is. And he gets them stirred up as well. And so then the enemy has now five kings and five kingdoms behind them, ready to take on God's kids. They're all worried about it. And Joshua and before gives the greatest pregame speech I've ever heard. And he's like, don't worry about it. We've been here before and we've overcame because the God that we serve isn't about to change. And I may make a crazy request like the sun to stand still to make this victory happen but the God that I serve he's not changing and he's not about to fail me now he's not about to leave me or forsake me now I've won too many victories now I'm not about to turn my back on him so if you would please stand with us 
and remember the God that we serve is the same God of Joshua. It's the same God that's going to see you through no matter what your trial is, no matter what your wild request is. In Jesus' name, let's have some great church. mountain can be moved they say these chains will never break but they don't know you like we do there is power in your name yes there is we've heard that there Yeah. 
Lift our hands, our voices, our attention. Let's worship the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus, let your spirit and power would flow here this morning. to be this morning and to be in the presence of the King of Kings the one and only God this morning praise God praise God oh I feel such an awesome presence of the Holy Ghost my my friends in the trials to get on one of these pews to feel the presence of the Lord, the coolness of the presence of the Holy Ghost sweeping over you. And I feel that same presence this morning. Let's lift our hands. The Lord's wanting to touch somebody this morning in a special way. This is not just the usual service. This is different this morning. I will assure you, praise God. 
desert this morning in the heat and you come into this auditorium it's like a great oasis in the middle of a desert that sweet spirit rushes over you that precious sweet water of the Holy Ghost thank you Jesus praise God this morning have several prayer requests we need to call their names and want you to be in prayer for these people Roy and Janice Bowden Lloyd Usring Joel and Linda Peace Travis Lloyd Minnie Brown recovering from surgery Norman Gilbert Don Howell Walt and Andrea Irwin Mitchell and Tracy Scott we want to pray for that couple they attended here for years such a such a wonderful spirit that they have but Mitchell has been diagnosed with lung cancer and your personal prayer during the week lift that couple up everybody up but, but pray for Mitchell Garrett and Amy Landers Stephanie Ingram Laura Jordan Dawson Huey Curtis Morris, Linda Adams, Carol Hush, Sister Billy Bolton, Lois Weems, Sherry Tate, Mildred and George Pratt, Tom Harris, Brother and Sister Dickie, good to see them this morning. Brother and Sister John Proctor, Brother Bob Bolton, Billy Giordano. Let's, let's pray for them. Brother Bob, good to see you, man. Love you so much. Billy and Jeremy Giordano, we want to pray for them too. Praise God. Praise God. The, the Word of God is divided up in dispensations and each one of the dispensations in the word of God is equal to 2,000 years and three of those dispensations is all that there is comes to 6,000 years and then you drop over into the last 1,000 years which is the great tribulation but we're living, the church age right now is living at the end of the 6,000th year, which is the third dispensation. It is a dispensation of grace. And folks, we're living right at the end of that 2,000 years. I know our calendar reads more than 2,000 right now, but we don't know exactly the date that we're living in but I will assure you what I feel what everyone here feels is that we're right at the end of the grace dispensation and then the rapture takes place 
That's what I'm looking forward to. You know what I always say about going up in the rapture? When my feet gets off the ground, I'm going to say, kiss my foot, Satan. I got it made. Praise God. That's going to be a testimony. Praise God that I'm going to give until that day takes place. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, if you'll stand with us. Praise God. Folks, you'll have to forgive me, but I never, when I'm in the presence of God, I never want to rush because I don't want to say something or do something that is out of the way. I just, I, I just can't do it. It doesn't matter what your need is this morning. Whatever need you have, and I know there's many here, if you will step out in the aisle and come down to the front, the ministers are going to anoint you with oil and pray a prayer of faith over you. And I ask you to come right now. Don't hesitate. Come on. Come on right now. In Jesus' name. Praise God.
Hallelujah. We're about to take our tithing offering. But a story came to mind as soon as I literally just got finished doing the opening of service of life not always making sense. Not always adding up like you expect it to or not always seeming to be the way things should be. The story of Moses on Mount Sinai come to my mind. And he's literally seeing all of God's glory and he's receiving the Ten Commandments. Meanwhile, at the bottom of the mountain is all the rest of the people. Aaron included his, his brother. And they build a golden calf and they're worshiping it and they're giving all their praises to this artificial God that they just created. I'm sure upon further looking into the story Moses going down the mountain actually I don't have to assume because he breaks the tablet that has the ten commandments on it that's how mad he was but I can only assume how just disappointed he was God I'm, I'm on this mountain seeing all of you every aspect of you and I'm receiving from you and then I go back the next hour to see my brothers and my sisters failing. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) And it's even funny, it goes on to be even more funny because on top of the mountain, God's telling Moses how great Aaron is going to be for him. Telling him the great and the vast potential that Aaron has. Meanwhile, he's the ringleader of creating an entirely new false god. All this to say, sometimes your life doesn't match up with what God has for you. What your final plan is, what your final destination is, it might not make sense in the trial and the season that you're in right now. God is making all things new and he's not finished yet. He's not finished yet until we're called up to be with the Lord. He's not finished working on that loved one that you've been praying for. He's not finished working, restoring that broken heart that you have. He's not finished healing cancer. He's not finished making miracles happen on a day-to-day basis. He's not finished yet, church. And it won't make sense for you. But just know, the God of Joshua, the God of Jacob... The God of Moses, the God of Aaron, the God of Joseph, he's not changing. And he still is the same as he was back then as he is today. Mm. We serve a wonderful God and I'm so grateful on this Father's Day that I get to recognize him as my father. At this time we'll have the tithe and offering and we'll have the ushers come. Jesus, I want to make sure today, I want to make sure that every day you have all of my praise. You have all of my glory. You have all of my honor and respect, God. Words will continually fall short of how grateful I am for you. Jesus, I pray that you would bless this offering. I pray that you would bless these givers, God. 
In Jesus' name, bless each and every one of us financially, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. In Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. Happy Father's Day to all of you that are here today. And we're hoping that all of you that may be entered from this side know that the Father's Day gifts are over here in this foyer. So just take your choice from the little keychains that are hanging on the white tree. And so now we have five gifts that we're going to give away to uh, five fathers. I think that's right there back over. On Mother's Day, my husband always shakes your hand as you come up, so today I will (laughs) shake them up real good, Kylie. 
Can we get a little drum roll? Just pat on your legs. Yeah. All right. Brother J.D. Griffith. So thankful for him. Drum roll. Brother Arlton Bristow. Very thankful for him. You got to take this year (laughs) she won at Mother's Day that's so cool all right drum roll brother Ricky Brown he's here I know he's here maybe he had to leave early Brother Scott Price. Woo woo. All right, last but not least, drum roll. Brother Nathan Crawford, and he just had a birthday too. Earth today, is it? having as he sees his people gathering together to learn more of him and to become more like him. That is one of the greatest joys that he could have, and that is that his people, which are called by his name, would become what he desires that they be, a glorious church that is without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. In other words, their youth in the spirit does not decline. Aren't you glad today to have a refresher course every week? I know most of you have a bath every week, and so it's just really nice to get your mind washed. Get all that doubt and fear and wonder and uh, what's happening and what's going to happen, I can tell you, you're going to live till you die and you're going to die and go to either place you choose. Your choice. And that's why we come here to learn the way of the Lord more perfectly, the Bible said, and to exalt his name in our life and voice. And that is a thrill. So this heavenly father that we're talking about today is a worthy, worthy thing. Did we get the uh, lesson? 
I've got it on my in my pocket, brother. Uh, and it's called Confident Fathers, and so uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful realization that God has not lost His confidence in spite of people spiting Him. He's not lost one moment of his desire to regroup, regather, renew, and restore. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the righteous judge. He is a coming king. And I want to exalt him in his word today. I want to exalt him in my life this week. I want him to know we're paying attention and we greet you with great salutations of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It is without question God who is our Father, Heavenly Father. The word Father simply means source. In the beginning, God, the source of all creation. You can study Genesis 1, 2, and 3 and collect enough information to realize that this earth didn't just come. You, as a people, did not just happen. This, as a church, was a process of time allowing people to know they could know about a law that they could not keep. He confesses, our Heavenly Father confesses that he found fault with the law. The law itself had no fault. He pointed back to it when he was the flesh that he lived in. God moved into a fleshy tabernacle and that is a phenomenon because God sent a seed into a virgin and that virgin birthed a baby that did not have an earthly husband or an earthly father. It was our heavenly father who can put seed of righteousness in your mind today that will grow into your hands, into your feet, into your marriage, into your workforce. That great God is capable of doing all things and anything and nothing formed against him can stop him. Our faith may decline according to what we see in the way of a bear coming. Our faith might decline in the way we see of a lion coming. Our faith may decline when we see a giant with a sword, spear, and shield that looks impenetrable. But not David's faith. The brethren, the crowd, gave in because they said, who are we against such a force? David said, I know him. I done killed a bear. I've done killed a lion. And I know that I couldn't do it on my own. But the heavenly father is with us to restore us to all power in heaven and in earth. What God has got planned for your life is so phenomenal. How many of you fathers had plans for your children? 
You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to say, oh, me or I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm just telling you, every one of us as a father have had plans for our children. And so we trained them accordingly. Either we did not do well or we did not uh, take the time, but down inside of us, we wanted a certain future for them. Now, I want to make sure that you don't get down on yourself because you're not too late. If you didn't do it right, start now. Bible said now is the acceptable time. It's always an acceptable time. Though your sins be as scarlet, now they shall be white as snow. Though your past may be covered with all kind of things, now I am your Lord. Now I am your salvation. Now I am your forgiveness. Now I'm your redeemer. Now I will change your future. Now, now, now. I don't care how many nows you passed up. Now is the acceptable time. That never changes in the Bible. So today, behold, these guys in the technology department are phenomenal. And I, did y'all see I hooked you up a fan in case it gets hot up there? All you got to do is turn it on. Our Heavenly Father has a plan. And God who is our Heavenly Father, says, you must be born again. You were born in sin and shapen in iniquity. It's not your fault that you were born that way. You just got to go back to Adam and Eve and find out what happened. The culture of humanity is dependent upon flesh, but the culture of the heavenly is dependent on the blood, the word, and the power of the Holy Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It is joy and peace and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. If you have seen people that have claimed to have it, claim to have the Holy Ghost, and they don't live in the kingdom, you can be sure they're not going to be a great light not going to be a real asset because when people tell you they're wealthy and they can't buy a McDonald's burger, you get the sense that they may be lying. And I'm here to preach and teach to us on this Father's Day. It is critical to know the Father. Who gives you your breath every day? And that's why he said, I want to be praised because of the breath I give you. You have got all kind of people that you could follow. But you want to make sure that you get somebody that's following him. And if I'm not following him, I don't deserve your attention. But if I preach Jesus and him crucified, and I preach the Lord of glory, our heavenly Father, and if I preach to you that word, you can afford to follow a voice in the wilderness. So being born again is something that our heavenly Father had a plan. 
and to his brother's friends and mother, Jesus Christ said, you must be born again. He is the only begotten of the Father. He was the only begotten of the Father. He will always be the only begotten of the Father. But you can join him in being born again. Our Father has willed it so that whosoever will can have eternal life. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's Christ in you, the power of God unto salvation. That is Christ in you, a a victory when you don't look like you can have it. I'm talking that God makes all things possible through the bloodline and through the authority of the name and the power of the Holy Ghost and those who cleanse themselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the lust of the spirit. That's why we have pastors and preachers because the Bible said if a person doesn't become chastened for their wrongdoing, they will continue in their evil deeds. And he gets more severe with parents. He said if you don't chasten your children, you don't love them. That's serious. We don't need to give up good preaching nowadays. We need more preaching if we need anything. We need the preaching of the word because here's what the Bible said. The washing of the water by the word is what cleanses us and gives us the perfect law of liberty and the glorious empowerment of eternal victory. You can't buy that stuff anywhere. So he said, must be born again. And so when you look, and you may want to take a picture of this because I'm not going to go back and do all of it, but Acts the second chapter. Somebody say Acts. Somebody say action. Let me remind you, faith without works is still dead. You can say I believe in my heart all you want to, but if it don't show up in your hands, it's not faith. If it don't show up in your voice, it's not faith. If it don't show up in your lifestyle, it's not faith. I'm here to tell you, cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh, the lust of the spirit, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, and enjoy running the race that is set before us and running into the kingdom of God and enjoying the privileges of God and enjoying the family of God. What an inheritance. You know what God's doing today? He is watching you. You know what Jesus is doing today? Praying for you. That is phenomenal. God, our source, hears the prayer of the blood of Jesus. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I wish somebody would say which cannot be uttered. Have any of you ever cussed a blue streak? Don't look at me like that. We don't mind giving way to evil spirits because they fit our flesh mode. But talking in tongues... It's where you enter a new dimension of higher authority and purer advice. 
Howbeit in the spirit we speak mysteries. For the spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And the spirit itself begins to produce a new power level in your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's not about being Pentecostal. The Pentecostal church, and particularly the United Pentecostal Church, is here to help you impose discipline on your life and help you expose the glory of God in your world. That's the two most most important things is that you impose discipline. So how many of you have ever tried to uh, uh, just turn the water faucet on and water the whole yard? Just pretty hard to do. You put a hose on it and you put a little thumb on the end of it and you can spray it out there 15 feet because discipline works. It creates more emphasis. And and none of this is going to really fit your world unless you have a desire to please God. It, it, It just don't, you won't eat it. And what you don't eat don't make you have energy. You can be all in the presence of food all day long and it not do anything for you. You can smell it. You can look at it. Man, that looks good. Not me. Is that too hard to preach? Some of you look like you're about to go on vacation on me. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just way too late in the day to smell the church. It's just way too late in the day to look at the at the Word of God and say, that's awesome. No, 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 no. It's time to put your hand to the plow. It's time to put your heart in the, in the setting of God. It's time to pray without ceasing. It's time to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and forget all those doubts and fears that the devil's trying to penetrate your brain with and trying to cause you to feel blame from everybody else. If the Word of God's alive, you can be alive. If the presence of the Holy Ghost is glorious, you can be glorious. There's no weapon formed against it. Only a lack of faith will stop it. So, he searcheth the hearts. And while you're sitting here, he's been watching you and searching your hearts and trying to find out what your desire is and why and what is going on in your world that would lose righteousness, peace, and joy and the fruit of the Spirit. Let me tell you that he can't lie and he cannot withhold his blessing to anybody that calls on his name in faith and worships his name in faith and obeys his word in faith. I promise you the fruit's going to come up and that is going to be righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And today God is watching every one of you. The Bible said the eyes of the Lord rove to and fro over the face of the whole earth looking for a place to see somebody saying, I want you more than I 
I want this world. I want you more than I want another piece of cherry pie. I want you. I need you. I'm a father. I got kids that need me to need you. I'm a husband. I got a wife that needs me to need you. I'm a wife. I need need to be able to get a hold of glory so I can satisfy my home. I'm here to tell you he's got it all covered. He's already, his bloodline is there and he's reaching out and saying, come unto me all you that are laboring and trying to wish it into place. You can't wish it, but you can faith it. Now, I wish you'd look at your neighbor and quietly. Now. Some of you are just not going to do anything I ask you, are you? Living life in confidence. John, the first chapter. John 1 and 1. In the when? Before you ever was a thought. In the beginning. Something glorious. The Word was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Why would we not want to reach back and get what put the first breath of life in us? Why would we not want to hear preaching that literally presses the issue that's impeding our progress? Well, I just don't know what to do today. Hey, the truth, I'm just bored stiff. Reach a neighbor. Go visit them with a piece of cake or a 50 cents. Tell them I'm almost broke, but I wanted to share life with you. As long as you're not lying. There's not anybody that don't appreciate a dollar. Unless they don't have any ability to appreciate. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in darkness. We're talking about our heavenly father. He didn't leave us down here alone. He is still an ever-present help in that book that has too much dust on it in too many homes. He is an ever-present help. There is enough Bibles at people's, I mean, in, in places where you don't even have to pay but a dollar to get them, and sometimes they'll give them to you at some of the uh, places where they help uh, people get rid of theirs and, and, and the people that don't have money can go to about three or four places in town and they'll give them a Bible. So there's never an excuse. Never a good excuse for being barren mentally, physically, and spiritually. He's got it all covered. And you say, well, no, hold on. If you follow him, he will lead you to the riches of his inheritance. And one of them is that you will have power to do 
whatever you need to do to come up with whatever you need to have. Our problem in America, we've got garages and we've got closets that are full of stuff we hadn't used in weeks. And we tend to do the same thing with God. Get him and put him in a closet. If you can't worship him every day, he don't mean enough to you yet. If you can't give him praise for every meal you eat, he don't mean enough to you yet. I'm talking about the Father that's praying over every one of you and the intercessor, the blood of Jesus that is interceding right now between the heavens and this earth. He maketh intercession, the Bible said, daily. We may get to that place this far, but I'm here to tell you that the Lord right now is groaning. God, give that wife strength. God, give that husband mental abilities and spiritual capabilities. And God, give those children a little endurance to hang on until it gets better in the house. God, I pray that you give them the wisdom of God to the owners of businesses and those rulers of a house. We can't rule with all of our stuff. Money can't rule forever. It's about to rot. I'm here to tell you the only thing that's going to last is the rapture and the glory of the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, it's time to get your shouting shoes on. It's time to get your victory up back up to the top and say, I I have great peace. I have great joy. I have great righteousness because the king rules this body. I've seen people start out on the race, and the Bible said they started out, but they just wouldn't finish because they got tired of letting God rule. It's time for America to repent. And you are going to be the only voice that some of these people hear. And you may not get an opportunity to preach it from a platform like I am, but you are living epistles. And how you live and how you dress and how you talk means tons. All you got to do is turn it around. What they advertise on TV, even former people that used to enjoy living in dressing in a way that was more godly have let the TV people decide for them how to dress. How rich is that? God tells us how. We dads are responsible for initiating that. We preachers are responsible for initiating it in the local assembly. It's not a day gone by. Don't you let the crowd mess you up. I'm here to tell you, Jesus blessed crowds that wouldn't show up at Pentecost. Our heavenly Father invited all of them to come to Pentecost, but only a fourth of them decided they wanted after watching him rapture out of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, those people that say, I just if I can't see it, I can't believe it. And then they believe stuff that know, they know that some of those people they're dressing like had rotten marriages, had rotten lifestyles, had impure motives in so much of it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying everybody. I'm just telling you it's high time for the church to have a preacher and a father that cares about their forever. Our heavenly father cares about where you land. 
the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that, somebody say all. Somebody say all. All men through him might believe. You don't believe in something unless you truly practice it. Faith without works is still dead. Well, yeah, I believe in God, but I just don't like what he wants me to do. That's not faith. That's knowledge that's unused. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth all men. Somebody say all men. Somebody say all men. I promise you before you go out the exit of this world, God will have come to you at least twice or three times by some person or by some means. You will have had three chances to make your calling and election sure. It may not be a Pentecostal church. It may not be a Baptist church. It may not be a Catholic church. But somewhere in your entourage through this world, God's going to see to it that every man has a fighting chance to get started and to finish once you get started on you the the energy you're not going to want to quit eating at his table you're not going to want to quit more working with him and his wisdom I can tell you once you start trampling according to Luke 10 and 19 on serpents and scorpions and you're able to dance every day of the week and every day every month of the year because greater is he that is for you than he that is against you the blood is for you the resurrection is for you the word is for you. The preacher is for you. I wish somebody stand and praise him. He is the mighty God. He is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, praise the name of the Lord. This is Father's gratification day. And he, our heavenly Father, loves to hear you praise him. Thank you. Maybe not so much for me that my thanks is for you honoring him. In 2 Corinthians, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And he said their prayer, somebody say, for you. I wish you'd just sort of say it to your neighbors so they get the emphasis. You want to know what God's attentiveness is? You. Their prayer for you. He died for you. He's coming again for. Thank you. Be you ready. We're not getting ready as a crowd. We're getting ready as an individual. Now, it's nice when individuals multiply because he said when two or three are gathered together in my name I'll be there for sure but he said you don't have to wait for them all you got to do is go see Abraham the father of many nations and see that he was willing and I wanted to take more time with that but uh, God directed me a little bit different but I want you to understand that Abraham didn't enjoy the thought of killing his son But greater love was indicative in that setting. He knew who his father was. And he knew his father made no mistakes. And if he says, I need to destroy my son, I can't even imagine 
Brother Sterling, would you come? You'd like to be a help. Lay here on the altar. Daddy, put your place, put yourself in the place of Abraham. He's caught up between heaven and earth. And God says, I want you to take the life. Get lazy. I can tell you, Coach, I would have had a tough time even getting a pocket knife out and starting. But God was showing you his love through Abraham. He was showing you the day that religion would hate him. And he said, I want you through love, Abraham, to take the life of your only son. And so later we sense that all of a sudden, somebody say a substitute, a ram coming up the other side of the hill. My God, I'm, I, there's an aura of God's revelation in this house. All of a sudden, right as he had already committed himself and had the dagger ready, all of a sudden there was a substitute. And God said, I want to show you a picture of my love. I am willing to create a body of my own. And I'm willing to let the world crucify that body. And I want you to see the spirit that it's going to take uh, that you've got to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof and you'll find the ram coming up out of the thicket and you're going to find God coming out of the heavens. I'm telling you the graves are about to open and those who died in the faith who lived in the faith, who walked in the faith, who worship the God that gives us our faith the father of life I'm telling you it's a big deal to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof because it's a big future and it's a forever future. So for the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all then we're all dead and that he died for all and they that which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Somebody say our heavenly father has a great plan. I lost half of you. Our heavenly father has a great plan and it's been working and I don't want out of it. I'm not cutting myself out of the plan. I don't care how many things they offer me in this world. I'm not getting out of the bloodline to find what they got in their line. I am here today to preach to you. There is a way that seemeth right, but the way thereof is destruction. But to worship the Lord and serve the Lord and praise the Lord is a way that will never regret. Therefore, they always told me when you see the word therefore, you look and see what it's there for. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I wish you'd look at your neighbor and see how new they look. I didn't say young. Some of you staring. No, no, no. If they worship God, they're a new creature. 
If they love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, they're a new creature. If they worship the king and, and honor the word, they're a new creation. I'm here because the, the world don't do that. The creation, the new creation, the new bride, the new people, the new brought born again, they worship the word. They honor the word. Honoring the word is not just obedience. I don't know if we're going to get that far or not, but let's, let's move forward a little bit right here. Somebody say all things are become new. And all things are of God. Now, let me just remind you. He said, I create good and I create evil. Because he will not have a forced bride. You're going to have a choice of another world. And that's the world of flesh and what can, it can afford you. Or you can have the, the properties of the kingdom the new bloodline. Everybody that talks in tongues is not following Jesus. Don't get that idea because you talked in tongues and were born that you're all of a sudden sovereign. That's the mistake way too many people have had. and They've been told they were saved because they got the Holy Ghost. The Bible don't say that. The Bible said you are born and given power. And then it further says, this is the power of God unto salvation. So you don't get the Holy Ghost and sit down on a Pentecostal bench and, and give your little twiddle fingers and give you a little wiggle of the toes and say, well, I don't feel like worshiping today. What? He gave it all, and I don't feel like it. He's coming back, and I plan to be ready. Because if you're not listening to his call to worship, I can tell you there's pretty much not going to be a response to his call to go home. Because the whole idea is my sheep hear my voice, they know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. And he calls on us, worship the Lord in the morning. Praise the name of the Lord in the day. Pray, honor the Lord with obedience. I'm here to tell you, if we don't honor that, how in the world could we think that they're going to honor our check in heaven when we are, our names had a mark put through it? They're not obedient. Say, Pastor, you're preaching hard. It's going to be a long eternity. You're going to pay a whole lot more that I didn't preach if you keep coming here. I plan to keep preaching all the truth. I may not preach all of what you want at the right time you want it, but I promise you I'm going to cover all of those things that the Bible said that are hindering us from being ready. That's the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those three things are there. And if you think you can get by and walk around that stuff, you got to walk around the whole show of God. So all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself. On, on this Father's Day, when we're honoring the source of every planet, 
and the source of every breath and the source of every wisdom. I'm telling you, we ought to be honoring him like crazy today. My God, you came in earth and flesh into earth and you ascended on high and led captivity captive and nobody else has ever done that. I'm not about to serve somebody that's got 14 jillion dollars when I've got a God that can put a whole universe together in a little while and just speak it into existence. I'm planning on being there when the roll is called up yonder. I'm planning on being there. Furthermore, I'm planning on you plus a bunch of others in this community to wit God was in Christ. Reckon the wild, reconciling the world into, it don't say themselves. There is no plural there. God was in Christ reconciling the world to who? Somebody say it good and loud. I want you to get it in your mind. There's not but one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, he is one. Our heavenly Father is, deserves the honor of our obedience, and he deserves the honor of having us come home. When the whistle blows, he's looking for his kids. Come on, it's time to celebrate. I've been working all time for you. Now then, we're ambassadors. You, you do understand we have ambassadors from France. We have ambassadors from different countries sitting in our offices in our high-level places. Ambassadors. They represent. So when he says we are now ambassadors, we represent the kingdom. Therefore... It ought to be with joy that we go to the marketplaces and we go to the stores dressed godly, talking godly, wishing and thinking righteous principles. And we walk through the store and we see somebody and you just tell them, hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm, I'm, it's, it's nice to see you. You say, I don't want any more friends. I got more right now than I can take care of. God will give you grace, teaching. That you don't have to have them over for dinner all the time. But how many of you know it does feel good to be in a store and some worker there go, can I help you? And then you tell them what you want and they say, I don't have a clue where it is. <laughs> I don't want to be the church member. This is, can I help you? not have a clue where to take them in the map called the Bible. God hath made Jesus to be sin for us. I can't even hardly quote it without thinking what a nasty platform he had to build this church out of. Inside him was the power of the Father. Here's what the Bible says about it. In him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God made a relocation to his point 
of disbursement. He became sin who knew no sin. That you, son, come here, I sort of like you. I, I, I think if another year or two, I may really like you. Just play like we're singing one of those songs that cause you to dance. Would you just go ahead and do it? Go ahead and really get with it like I've seen you get with it. That, that's good. Let me tell you something. He, he wasn't raised here, but he got here as quick as he could. How many of you have enjoyed watching this little young man demonstrate his appreciation to the bloodline called Jesus Christ? My God. I'm... Go ahead and lay over my shoulder right here. Hey, we ought to carry a bunch of these here. We ought to carry a bunch of these out of here. They're going to be good lights out there in the dark world. They're going to be an excitement to a world that is having to look outside to find inside rewards. There's a thousand of these young men out there in our city. There's a thousand of young ladies in our city. They're just waiting on a chance to get it on the big deal. When I think that Jesus became the propitiation, the sacrifice, he who knew no sin, on this Father's Day, we're repeating Abraham, who was willing to go the final mile, And Jesus, who the Father sent forth his Son into the world, the only begotten of the Father, the only one that came through a womb that didn't have a sinful husband. The virgin birth is all about. That's why we celebrate Christmas is because Christ was born of a spiritual, virtuous woman and a total capable spirit. That makes Christmas, that makes Easter, that makes Thanksgiving wonderful social opportunities for us because all of that comes to be because of him. How many of you ever felt like you was on that ship? He didn't lie to you. He didn't skirt the issue. He said many are the afflictions of the righteous. But hope is an anchor. And the Bible does say we're saved by hope. Because when you're in a storm, it's tempting to give up. 
when you're going through something you've never been through. It's tempting when he don't do what you want him to do to say, I give up. Hope is the elevator that keeps the rising tide of faith moving in your life. Hope says, in a little while, yet a little while, I can hold on for another minute. If you try to hold on looking at a whole future, you'll give up. But if you hold on for another day, you'll give in to him because he's going to keep you breathing. And he's going to keep hope alive. And so that by two immutable things when you're in a storm, it was impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation. I wish some man would stand up and say, I've got a strong consolation. Now I'm going to finish it for you. Whether I live or whether I die, Paul said, I am his. That's the strong consolation. I have a consolation. Whether I live or whether I die, I am his. He's mine. I am in Christ, a new creation. I'm not just a Pentecostal or a whatever. I love the word. It's an anchor. And this hope keeps me in the day of storm. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. But he don't stop there. He said it's a sure foundation. Other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid. God wanted you to have physical evidence of his love. So he came in flesh. He fathered a flesh body, and when the Bible records it and reveals it, you find that God was in Christ reconciling the world, not plural. God was in Christ reconciling the world to who? Say it good and loud. Say it good and loud. Uh, This lady right here, I forgot your name, but would you stand up? You're going to get your healing. Just hang on there. Just stand up, would you? And say that word good and loud. I thought sure some of the men would get it out there. Turn, tell, tell the ushers over there. God himself was in Christ Jesus. Our father crawled into a tomb. Our father tasted death. Our father, our source. Somebody say my source. My source is not the body that was beaten. My source was the spirit that created the body. My source created a savior. My source created a new bloodline. My source created a name that's above every name in heaven and in earth. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Christ is Lord to the glory. So Peter said, now here's how you respond. This is where, somebody say action. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the wisdom, the truth. Book of Acts is where action. That's why everybody wants to get rid of the book of action. Because they don't want to pay the price of putting themselves on the altar. It's the only reason you can ever come up with. And they're giving people false tickets 
to a great future. I promise you the future's in place. All you got to do is read when Jesus left on Luke, uh, in Luke 24 at the end of the chapter. He ascended on high and led captivity captive. Then he sent gifts to men. And that's why you can receive his spirit. And you can obey him in water baptism in the name of Jesus, being filled with his spirit and speaking in a heavenly language. And I just really like the realization that the whole world don't mind cursing in front of their kids. And I've never been blessed by being in front of a curser. Has anybody talked in tongues in the house? Were you ever offended by the spirit that happened? Were you offended at somebody else near you that found Jesus throughout their whole system and they began to speak in a heavenly language? It never damned me. I've been in the altar with scores and hundreds of people that talked in tongues and I have yet to find the demon coming out in And then there are those who stand in pulpits and say that's a demon thing. No, it's a heavenly father thing. It is our heavenly father that gives you the privilege of all of his whole mind on paper. There's nobody else going to put their mind on paper. They're changing all the time. But he said, I am the Lord and I change not. Looking unto Jesus, our heavenly father, the eye of the Lord is upon you. Your world is what he came and sent me to preach to today. His eye has been watching you all week. And I was so shocked to find an earth that an eye could represent our world as we stand. If it's right, if you're not standing by somebody you don't know, if you're where you're with family, or I'd like for you to join hands. And I, I want us to pray one for another as the Bible tells us. It says, pray ye one for another. And this is the time that we pray. This altar's open for anybody that has never been born again of the Spirit. He said, this sign shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. Our world don't mind cursing and lying. And for whatever reason, the devil has talked them out of talking to the source in their whole being. That is weird to me. Pray one for another. And then I want you to pray, God, send whoever I'm praying for to somebody that has a need. We want to meet the need of this city. We are here to help our city. God helped us. And woe be those that sit down and just try to enjoy it without helping your neighbor. Sing it, girls. Whatever you feel the same. If there's anybody here that's never been baptized in his name. And you have.
have confidence in our Father. We've got the water ready. You've never been filled with the Holy Ghost and spake in a heavenly language. You deserve the privilege. And we've got men and women that are more than willing. If you need a renewing of the Holy Ghost, the Bible does say you're renewed by the Holy Ghost. And you're saved by that renewing. assembly I'd like for you to stay for about four or five minutes I have a special announcement I want to make to you so those of you that need to leave please feel free to leave but I, I have a special announcement that I'd like first as you seated be seated if you have if you have time to stay for four or five minutes I won't be trying to answer a lot of questions but I will make an announcement that I think is important to people that have been a part of this church and I have given lots of time for Brother Chad Fleming to preach in this pulpit and uh, because of a division of things that we think are important uh, he has decided to move another direction and I know it's already on Facebook and I know it's already coming out on media or I would have had a different type schedule for us but I don't love him any less it's just a difference in the way we think and he is going to be going to Brother Lynn Hood's to work with him in that setting and so while I'm not affirming that choice neither am I fighting it I want you to know 